Welcome back, Bible readers. This is the Rooted Podcast, mm-hmm. and we are in week 46, maybe 47, something 47. like that. 47. Yeah. And uh, we've been working through the Psalms. Um, so uh, the next five, three weeks after this, we'll continue through the Psalms, about five weeks through the Psalms, kind of reading systematically, part of November, Thanksgiving, as you read the Psalms, you think about the good things that God has done for us. And, and, and of course, we get a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of uh, heart and emotion, uh, lots of different emotions in the Psalms, whether it's anger, frustration, because um, those are those are emotions as well. Uh, so today we're going to talk through Psalm 28 through, I think, 50, 56, six, somewhere in that neighborhood. So again, we don't have time to talk about every little Psalm that's in here. And by the way, just a pet peeve of mine, I'm sorry, but there's no chapters in the book of Psalms. Every single one is a Psalm. So we say Psalm this, Psalm that, Psalm this, Psalm that. Mm-hmm. Each one can stand alone on its own. And the book of Psalms are a collection, five books, and most Bibles will tell you that. So when somebody says Psalm chapter one, you have my authority to correct them, okay? <laughs> Just say <laughs> Psalm, Psalm one, Psalm two. So right now, we're going to talk about uh, Psalm 28. It's the first one here. Um, I've got a few things highlighted in a couple of these Psalms. I think we'll just kind of go through as we. Uh, as we feel led to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I noticed uh, here, and, and as you read through the Psalms, by the way, and Bill and I were talking about this earlier, it's always good to read in a different translation. Uh, you, you tend to get a lot more uh, from that. And not that there's anything wrong with a, uh, a more traditional yeah, translation. Right. Um, you're still going to get that because it's God's Word. But reading a different translation, I, I think you find that it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe it connects yeah. some things that you haven't connected before. I think it um, flows a little easier for you. Yeah. It just kind of Maybe, flows. Because sometimes you feel like, as you read through the Psalms, you feel like, well, I just read that. Well, I just read that. Well, I just read that. It's like riding down through Kentucky on the side of a mountain. You see the same coal seam. Yeah. You know, oh, I right. just saw that seam. I just saw that seam. <laughs> I just saw that seam. Okay. <laughs> sometimes you feel like it's the same, same thing. Uh, but it's not. It's different. It's different. Uh, in Psalm 29, I was, I was sitting there looking through it, and I counted seven different times the word voice shows up. The voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. So I think the psalm is trying to tell you something, right? Mm-hmm. That the voice of the Lord is important. And and how just, just his very voice is powerful. It's majestic, as this psalm says. Right. And what the voice of the Lord has done. I mean, you think about it. I mean, just all the things here. It split the mighty cedars. It's it's bolts of lightning. It makes the earthquake. It it twists yeah. the mighty oaks. It rules over the floodwaters, and all these things about just the voice of the Lord. And yet, at times, we can't hear His voice because we don't take the time to stop and listen. And listen. And right. He has to, yeah. in this way, kind of be powerful and be loud to get our attention sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of scripture that talks about being still. Well, there's right. psalms that talk about, about being, being still, still and right. knowing that I am God and listening for His voice. So that's one thing I noticed. And again, as you go through the psalms, like me, I highlight a lot of the words that show up a lot of times, um, a lot of times, because if it's said so many times in a psalm, then yeah, it's it's probably significant. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, what other ones in these first couple of ones? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about like 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. What about that section? Yeah, I like in uh, in 29 at the end of that, he also talks about how you know, the Lord sits enthroned mm-hmm. yeah. uh, over the flood and, and enthroned. He's, he's king forever. And uh, that's after he's gone through the voice of the Lord, all those voice of the Lord, this, the voice of the Lord, that. 
And then uh, he kind of concludes that with the fact that, you know, God is enthroned. He's he's king. Yeah. Yeah. And you find that a lot because in the psalm, in the psalms, David, who writes probably more than half of them, I would say at least, mm-hmm. um, is always seeking for God to help him. He's always in the midst of a struggle. His enemies are behind him or fighting or trying to come after him or he's done something and he goes and, you know, he asks the Lord for help. And he's always, he's, he's very, uh, one of the things I like about David is that David has a imagination as far as it goes when he's trying to praise and extol God, he knows yeah. the words to use. He knows what what to say. And as you look through the Psalms, you can take those things mm-hmm. and it can be beneficial for you. Because sometimes Absolutely. we're like, well, how do I go in? And, and like, if I was going to pray a Psalm, how do I go in and do that? What does that look like? Well, David is, has given us so many Psalms of which we can pray. I mean, how many times is he, like I look in verse 31, I've got all these words, enemies highlighted. How many times in 31, you know, his enemies are chasing, his enemies mm-hmm. are chasing, his enemies are chasing him. Lord, help me. You are the powerful one. Your voice, yeah. you know, created yeah. the world. Your voice destroyed the world, you know? Um, and I think that's what's really important is the fact that he stayed focused on the fact of who God is. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't stop and say, oh, well, poor is me, you know, I'm being chased, and oh, I got all these problems. And all that. No, he stayed focused on, I know it's the Lord that's going to help me through all this. And uh, we have to realize that, too, in our lives. That uh, no matter what we go through, no matter what we have, and, and going to the hospitals and visiting folks in the hospitals, I have to remind them, you know, mm. that the Lord will see you through these things if you just uh, you just hang on, trust and the, in and, Him. And that's what's hard, yep. that perspective, that yep. seeing. Yeah. Um, because you're in the middle of something and and you're, you're kind of blinded. Yeah. You see the problem and you don't see God as being the solution. Yeah. And so you have to remind him, just like David is reminding us so many times when he goes through. And you notice that. I mean, of all the things that David struggled, I mean, David, you know, he didn't really have an easy life. No. He, I mean, no. <laughs> since he was chosen as a shepherd boy and started to fight Goliath, and from then Saul tries to chase him, and just all the things that went wrong when he committed sin, his household was a mess. Yeah. And yet he's so much like us exactly like us. And one of the things I know you said earlier about, about David was that um, he was always he always was aware when he was out of fellowship with God. Yeah, absolutely. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. Um, as you said earlier, he was always was always knew he had sinned and, and confessed it and, and and was always kept what I what I call keep current with God. Yeah. Um, well, don't his, let that sin his sins burdened him. He, you know, I mean, it That's burdened him. Thing. He just was burdened. Uh, every time that he would, uh, we even mess up and he would sin, and uh, he was burdened with that sin, and, and he would confess it, and and he knew, and we see that throughout uh, some yeah, of these scriptures I, that you, we're you, looking at. You yeah. said that, and I yeah. remembered in Psalm 38, right. I had highlighted, yep. it says, because of your anger, my whole body is sick. This is David. Mm-hmm. Um my health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy for me, me to, to bear. bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. They sins. Mm-hmm. And I am bent over a rack with pain. All the day I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within my health is broken. I'm exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. Mm-hmm. And it says, you know what I long for, Lord. You are my every sigh. Yeah. 
That is really powerful. Powerful, yeah. You are my every side. I mean, how much do we go around through the day thinking, man, I'm, I'm just, man, just the sin weighs us down. We forget it so often and go on yeah. as if it never happened. And here's David. He's like, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. The only thing I can think about is the Lord, the Lord. and my every sigh is the Lord. Right. Oh, what a powerful verse. Have you ever uh, asked yourself a question, wonder what all these sins were? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. he, kept, he kept saying, oh, I've sinned, I've sinned. What, what is he talking about? Yeah. Sin, what is his sin? Yeah, we know what our sins are because it's personal to us. But, you know, I mean, he was all the time going over the fact that he was, uh, he was sinful and, and he needed to repent. He wanted the Lord to have first place in his life. And I think that's why God calls him a man after his own heart because he yeah, understands and knows that that, that sin, mm-hmm. as small and insignificant as it is, can get you out of fellowship with God. Yeah. And if David was like that, and we look at oh. David thinking, man, he was a pretty pretty righteous fella. Yeah. yeah, he had his falls, and yeah, he made some mistakes, and he got those right and moved on. But really, he talks about all these, how it just burdens him down so yeah. much. Um, but David also was rejoicing, too, especially when God would forgive him oh, yeah. and would be merciful, get up and dance and, and, and be excited and happy. Yeah. Um, so there's so, so much emotions here, as you see in the Psalms. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I skipped to verse 38 because I remember when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I just right. I remember reading that in Psalm 38. I mean, David continuously sings praises. Um, mm. and, well, in uh, chapter 32, he talks about the joy of forgiveness, you mm-hmm. know, being forgiven. What a joy it is to know uh, that you are forgiven. And uh, we see that's a psalm of meditation, you know, and he's, he's, he's sharing these things and then he stops. And it says Selah in certain areas and that's where we stop. I want to think about what this, think about what he just shared with us yeah, kind of and meditate on it, on it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things with his being pursued by Saul and he hid himself away and many times I think he had a little time to meditate on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. He wasn't yeah. all he wasn't running right. all the time. Yeah. But he, it, sounds, it feels like it that. Feels, right? feels, it feels feels <laughs> like it, but but I think he had time where he hid himself away and he yeah. meditated on the Lord. Yeah. yeah. He got himself in a car. Now in that same Psalm I had highlighted I uh, like the way my translation says it in Psalm thirty two verse eight. It says the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will mm-hmm. advise you and watch over you. And then I like this verse. It says, don't be like a senseless horse, horse or, or mule, mule. <laughs> that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that, that's David. He's David saying that. Yeah. Of course, the Lord says, I will guide you. Don't be like this, David. And don't be like this. Um, so, I, there, you know, there's some things in, in some of the Psalms that are kind of interesting as to how uh, New Living Translation or Christian Standard Version translated, and I just I, I think it's more relevant and it really makes sense to us, and it's, and it's really powerful, right. you know. Like in just that really that Psalm we just talked about, Psalm 30, the Lord is my every sigh. I just keep going back to that because I read that today. I just yeah. keep thinking about it. the Lord is my is is the Lord your every sigh? You know how you sigh, <sighs> you know you think about the Lord every time you sigh is, is what it's yeah. saying. I mean, that's powerful. Well, when um, you sigh, it kind of gives you some release of your stress and things. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking about that's the Lord, I mean, that's, yeah. Because He is the reliever he of that. He is the reliever of our stress. Yeah. And and uh, I know I had I had prayer with somebody this week who was going into a procedure. And uh, they were kind of anxious. And then after we had prayer and everything, they said, you know, I said, I'm perfectly at peace now. You that's know? what prayer can do. And that's because we talk to the Lord. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um so, let's see. 
Um, I've got Psalm 34, the very first verse. I highlight it. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. Mm-hmm. Constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly speak His praises. Yep. And again, I think the more you praise the Lord, the more you forget about your problems. Yeah. That's right. He uh, said, let us exalt his name together. Yeah. You know, and in that same psalm, in Psalm 34, verse 19, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each yep. time. And I highlight it each time, time. each time. Mm-hmm. Even though he comes to rescue, thinking I've done this a bazillion times for you already, he still comes, comes. each time to rescue us. So he's constantly speaking his praises. This is David. He's constantly speaking his praises. And by the way, this was David... Um, Psalm 34, read it in context. It was when David was, probably did something he shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. When he, when he was trying to get away from Saul and he pretended to be insane so the Philistines would think that um, he was on their side. Well, you imagine uh, that. Yeah. I mean, he was running from Saul and yet he goes to his very enemies. I mean, how many Philistines has he already killed throughout right, his life? Exactly. And, and they yet he it. goes to the Philistines and you think, well, you know, that's just walking into a beehive, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and of I course, think somebody recognized him and as who he was, and that's the reason he kind of went insane. <laughs> I think that um, so. So sometimes it'll say. And by the way, if you haven't noticed it, and I'm sure you have Bible readers out there. At the beginning of a, a lot of these psalms, it will say just a psalm of David or some such. But sometimes it will have a, a little uh, description, mm-hmm. uh, and that's in the original text of of the Hebrew language of when this psalm was written, because the psalms were written. If you go to the one about Moses, they're probably written over a course of about a thousand years, a thousand, thousand years, so from fifteen hundred to five hundred, mm-hmm. about a thousand years time when all those psalms were written and they were all collected into the five books of the psalms. Um, David mm-hmm. being the most prolific one that writes the most, I think Asaph, uh, one of the choir leaders, the marker, yeah. um, he has a lot of familiar ones. Um, Moses even has one that's in here, and that's yeah. why we dated to Moses fifteen hundred ish. To yep. five hundred, so about a thousand years here, of these of these psalms, and so so the psalms are not just for going and looking at how David was praying or fighting his enemies in the motion. It goes all the way back to Moses. Yeah, so that's a right. that's a long time. It's There's a some historical time. and history there, because mm-hmm. Moses, the same way as he's leading the people, just like David was leading the people, they they all struggled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses had uh, some issues and some struggles, especially with some complainers. Oh yeah. Now in, in uh, we don't have any complainers. No, today. not at all. No, not no, at no. all. We have not at all. <laughs> psalm thirty six, the very beginning um, of that psalm, and uh, this mm. was kind of significant to me. It says, "Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. Mm. Um, mm. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful." Uh, verse three: They refuse to act wiser or do good. They lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. plots. Their yeah. actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. A- a- and you think of what sin can do to mm. a person—that yeah. sin nature. And, and I look at this because he's talking about the wicked ones. Um, he's talking about what sin can do. And I look at this and say, "Isn't that true? Isn't that true? How sin can get in and can just take a hold yeah. on a person." And can just just cause and wreak all sorts of havoc, but yet he says, "Your unfailing love." That are still God's love. Exactly. Yeah, still God's exactly. love. Exactly. Your unfailing yeah. love. Your unfailing love. Verse seven. Your unfailing love. Verse ten. Your unfailing love. 
Mm -hmm. uh, even though sin takes root and it really, really wreaks heavy. I mean, look at the world today. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. If there's anything that the world today shows us is that mankind has a sin nature mm -hmm. and it's really bad yeah. um, and how far it's gone. But yet, in, in spite of all of that, God still sent his son mm -hmm. in, into the midst of all that gunk yeah. because of his unfailing love. And you know, the, the fact that we have sin today, mm. which we've had from the beginning, yeah. but if you don't deal with your sin, it gets worse and worse. And that's the reason we're in the situation we're in today is that we have rejected what David did, and that was that confessing his sins and recognizing his sins uh, and taking them to the Lord and repenting. Uh, we have just covered them up and says, oh, well, you know, that's not... That's not wrong for me, you know. That, and we just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Our world does, anyway. Hopefully you don't. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, we keep. We should bring, in, bring them to the Lord. You know, and another thing that, you know, as the world gets where it is, um, one of the things that David brings out, too, is that sometimes he gets frustrated because he sees how the evil, evil. kind of... Um, flourish, and, flourish, and excel, yeah. and the righteous who do what is right and moral and, and godly, uh, we get the 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 bad end of the stick, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I tease and say, you know, for taxes' sake, the the government really loves us pastors because they tax us twice as much as the normal person. <laughs> so I, sometimes I'm like, oh, so I'm looking for all the tax breaks that I can get, uh -huh. you know, for the sake of that. But you know, we're trying to live righteous, but yet it seems like, oh man, the world is against us. Or how in the world do all these, you know, the, these people who are unbelievers are so successful? How is that? David's like, how is that? Justice, Lord, and he asks the Lord about so many times, so many times. But I like what. Um, Psalm 37 says, at the very beginning, he says, don't worry about the wicked. wicked. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They will soon go away like yep. grass and flowers. He says, trust in the Lord. Yep. Trust in me. I know yep. what I'm doing. Then you will live safely in the land. You will prosper. Take delight in me. And all these commands, commit everything you do yeah. to me. Yeah. Be still in my presence. Wait for me to yeah. act because I will do it. He says, don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And you go down through here, and no, yeah, I feel like this is him. Yeah, you see the the wicked and the humble. See the wicked and the righteous. And I highlighted all of those, as you can see: wicked, wicked, oh, yeah, wicked, I see and it. righteous, yeah, righteous, good, I like and that. Yeah, <laughs> it shows up so much: the wicked, the righteous, the wicked, the righteous, the wicked, the righteous. Because that's what he's trying. And we have a sense of, uh, I don't know. I mean. I think it's our 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 nature to want justice, because even yeah. verse uh, twenty eight of 37 says, for the Lord loves justice yep. and he will abandon, abandon, never abandon the godly. Okay. So he loves to do that. But the problem is, is that he has a timetable that's different from ours. Yeah. And that's what frustrates us is that we want it done in our timetable. We don't want to wait on God. And that's why there's so much of these Psalms like, wait for me. He says to David, wait for me. I will act. I will act. The time is not right. The time is not right. The time is not right. And I'm thankful, by the way, for mm -hmm. the many times that I've asked God to act and he has not acted. Oh, yeah. Because then when he does, I sit back and say, okay, that was that's, really, really wise. Yeah. That was that was good, Lord, that you did it then. <laughs> because if you did it when I asked for it, it would have been a big mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Absolutely. you did it then. And so that's the hard part sometimes yeah. is that waiting because you don't know. And, and it may not even be answered in your lifetime on earth. Yeah. You may still have to wait for it. It may never come come to pass. Yeah. Just like a lot of prayers that we pray sometimes, we may not get an answer here on earth. 
Yeah. It may be later, and we may not. We may go to the grave without that being prayed. Or you know what? God might answer that prayer after we leave this life and go on to the right. next. For the benefit of others. Exactly. So when he says wait, man, that's a hard word. Yeah. That's a hard word, even for adults. You know, we, we I think we uh, give kids a hard time for that when they say wait. We yeah. say wait, 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 wait. But adults... I think we're just as bad as kids sometimes, aren't well, we? Well, you tell the kids, wait, and they say, why, 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 oh, why? why? Yeah, that's another another W word yeah. <laughs> that they like. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that, uh, and of course, we had talked about Psalm 38, how David was, you know, his yes. his heart is broken, his whole body, mm-hmm. uh, for I am waiting uh, mm-hmm. for you. You know, and I like as it goes down to verse 14, Verse 13, rather, he says, But I am deaf to all their threats, speaking of the evil ones. I am silent before them as one who cannot speak. I choose to hear nothing, and I will not make my reply for, is the reason, I am waiting for you, O Lord. Mm-hmm. You must answer me. Yeah. I put my hope in you, Lord. Yeah. He's waiting yeah. for him to answer. He's waiting for him to answer. Yeah. He's choosing to do nothing but waiting for God to answer. And, and that's... You know, you think about prayer, you go into prayer. Sometimes I think we just go through some of our prayer lists, go into prayer without really um, anticipating how God is going to answer. You know, and I think maybe we need to go more into prayer, anticipating, okay, Lord, I've prayed for this. I'm waiting for you to, I'm waiting for you to act. David's praying that. I'm waiting for you, Lord. I'm waiting for you. I'm not going to do anything today. I'm going to wait for you to act. I'm going to wait for you to act. Mm -hmm. You go into it anticipating God to answer that prayer. I think it's more powerful, especially when God does answer that prayer. Yeah. Um, and so, and again, as we've gone through and continue to work through some of these psalms, you can pray a lot of these psalms. Yeah. Uh, they're good ways to, if you're not sure, if you're struggling with something, there are psalms for it. Yeah. You can arrange the psalms topically, too, for different issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like we did, the righteous yeah. and the evil, the righteous and the evil, the righteous and the, or the wicked, um, of, of that nature. Well, in first in chapter thirty nine, or in Psalms thirty nine. There we go. We yeah, got it. You got it. <laughs> it's Psalms so 30, easy to say chapter, chapter because the rest Psalms. of the Bible is chapter, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he he looks at the uh, the fleeting nature of life. Um, yeah. He's saying, you know, in, in verse four, he says, "Lord, make me aware of my end mm. and the number yeah. of my days, uh, yeah. so that I will know how short lived I am." And no matter how old we get, no matter how many years we have, it's really short-lived compared to eternity. I mean, it's mm. eternity has no end. And, and, uh, what, is and verse, it, what does verse 5 say in your translation? How does it say Verse that? 5, it says, In fact, you have made my days just inches long. Inches long. Inches long. Yeah. What about that it second said, verse? It said, In my lifespan is, uh, is this nothing to you. He says, Yet every, every human being stands as only a vapor. Wow, mine, mine says this. Mine says, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. Yeah. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. A breath. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Man. And that kind of goes along with Moses' prayer in, 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 uh, in Psalms 90. You know, Moses, he, he That's prayed that. That's a good psalm. Yeah. He said... Uh, Teach us to number our days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and, and uh, Psalm ninety, I think it's verse seventeen, is is a is a favorite of mine of many, um, and it talks about the Lord's unfailing love every morning. Yeah, teach us to. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to read it. I'm sorry. Um, 
can't remember how it says it in my translation. Um, uh, 90 verse, uh, oh, no, I lost it. Oh, there, verse 14. Satisfies each morning with your unfailing love, so when we sing for joy for the end of our lives. Yep. And you think about that mm-hmm. in terms of there's not much time. No. I mean, satisfies each morning, so we may sing for joy. Yeah, we're singing for joy for the rest of our life, but at best, each of, us, each of our lives is but a breath. Yeah. And yet God decided to send his son to die for those breaths, we might say. Yeah. Because it was, it was valuable enough. And uh, yeah, um, and in verse 11 uh, of the same Psalm 39, mine says, each of us is but a breath. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way this Psalm wants to highlight it. Mm-hmm. And you think about that. Well, I mean, in verse 6, in my translation, it says, yes, a person goes about uh, like a mere shadow. Mm-hmm. And he says they rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who's going to get them. <laughs> and isn't that true? The I mean, going to get them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we do that today. We want to kind of, you know, save up and hoard yeah. up. And yeah. but you know, when life's over, where's it going? Yeah, you know, who's going to get it? And Just goes to show you that uh, need to focus on our priorities, our priorities of growing right. in the likeness of Christ, and priorities of making disciples for the Great Commission, mm-hmm. things that we need to do instead of trying to... The things that last. Exactly. The things that last. Exactly. Yeah. The things that last. Yeah. Truly, truly it is the things that last. And you know, Psalm 40 is also a good psalm too, and 41 mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I like how it says in, in verse 5, it says, O Lord, um, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous too to numerous. list. Then he says... Um, if I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. If you tried to write down a record of all the good things that God has done um, just for you, yeah. there would be no end to it. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing is we, we just don't even recognize all the yeah, good things that, he's done. A, yeah, that's a big point. Just yeah. recognizing the fact that, hey, God did this. Yeah. We just move on to the next thing as if, it wasn't significant or it wasn't yeah. important. We go through our day and some great things have happened throughout the day, and yet we we miss them. Yeah. Because we're supposed to do verse 10. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. We're to talk about this. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Yeah. We're supposed to talk about it. We're supposed to tell it. Um, and we're supposed to speak it yeah. um, and not not be quiet about it, but it's also part of having a journal, writing down the things that God has done and being thankful, writing down answers to prayer requests so you can go back and read again and say, wow, look what God did for me last year or the year before or 10 years ago when I had no idea what I was doing. Look how God led me through the the path. Well, I mean, that's what the kings did of old, you know. They had the chronicles that they they put all that stuff in there and they had to go back and Kind of reevaluate them sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah, to see, well, that really wasn't the best decision. Let's go ahead and change that or this or that. Or sometimes, like in the case of the book of Daniel, I'm sorry, it has to go here. Yeah. Um, sometimes they didn't write things down in the Chronicles. Yeah. Like you find it interesting that when Nebuchadnezzar went mad, mm-hmm. that yeah. time period is kind of missing. Mm-hmm. There's about seven or eight yeah. years missing from the King's Chronicles. Huh, yeah. I wonder what happened there. Yeah. Maybe the chronicler got a little tired and didn't want to write anything down. 
or maybe you don't put that thing in the Chronicles of the King because no king wants that in his Chronicles. Oh, oh he went insane no. for seven yeah. years. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. It just, that's what I thought about when you said the Chronicles yeah, of the King. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and so, maybe maybe we wouldn't document all of our things either. In oh, our... oh, no. Goodness, no. Goodness, no. Oh, oh, goodness, no. Yeah, we'll keep a lot of things out of the Chronicles. And that's true because as you talk to, like, um, you know, I've had conversations before um, with some older folks um, that – you know, there's just some things that you just don't talk about. You yeah. just don't say. It just wasn't like something you really talked a lot about. Yeah. Um, as 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 growing up, I remember before my grandmother mm-hmm. uh, had passed away several years ago. You know, we had some conversations, um, and she telling me about what she was doing in her twenties and the different things. And I ne- I had never heard those things before at all. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't talk about they, those they things. They didn't talk about them. It was it's kind of like you know. Mm-hmm. But again, if we yeah, man. Well, what about the um, the the forties, forty one, forty two, forty three, forty four? What we got in here? Because we're losing time quickly. It's one thing that we can't gain more of. Well, forty one. They talk about the poor and uh, how it's it, it's nice for us and it's good for us to consider the poor. Yeah. And uh, but the, one of the things that I notice is in verse 9 it says, uh, even my friend in whom I trusted, one who ate my bread, has raised his heel against me. Mm. It, we, and we, we experience that today. We have people who we have known for years and been friends with for years, and then all of a sudden... Mm. Yeah, they turn on you. They've turned on us, for, and we don't understand that, you know, yeah. don't know why. And then uh, we just have to... Trust in the Lord to know that He understands it, and we leave it in His hands. And I know we've uh, gone through that with in some of my ministry and stuff. And I've had some people who haven't been so kind, but <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yet I just I treat them just as I would always treat them, yeah. you know. And 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 Deb even mentions that sometimes. And I don't know how you can be so friendly with those people. <laughs> I said, hey. Yeah, it's true. It's I true. Said, I said, you know, I said they're they're God's children. I said, you know, exactly. I, I, I don't hold I don't hold the record. God has the record. Yeah, yeah. leave it with Him. And, and 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 Deb's words are a lot of sometimes what David says too. It's yeah. the same thing. He's like, Lord, why can't why why do you have to be so nice to him, Lord? Why yeah. do you have to be this yeah. way to him, Lord? To, yeah. Why do you have to do this? I mean, that's the same heart cry uh, yeah. of David. Now, in Psalm 42, uh, which is a classic song, yep. especially the first couple of lines, my translation reads like this, is, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Mm-hmm. I thirst for you, the, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Mm-hmm. In verse 3, Day and night I have only tears for food, food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God yeah. of yours? Says, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be how I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading mm. the great processions to the house, house of God, God, singing for joy. And he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. Like you said earlier about yeah. hope. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Um, yeah, and he and, repeats and, that over in the 11th verse. And then we get over yeah. into chapter or Psalms 43, and yeah. we find he repeats that again. Yep. So that must have been something very important uh, for him, you know, that he's questioning himself, you know, why, my soul, are you dejected? Yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. I'm putting my hope in God, so why am I discouraged? Why am I discouraged? This doesn't make any sense. He doesn't compute. He's trying to ask this question, which is good because sometimes we ask questions like that. Say, Lord, you know, 
why is this why is this happening this way? I mean, I, I'm doing what's right. At least I thought I was. Yeah. Why is this going in this direction? Why is this this? Why is this that? So uh, there are. By the way, David asks a lot of questions in the Psalms, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. <laughs> he asks yes, he a lot does. of questions. Oh, so it's and there's... not wrong to ask questions at all. Yeah. And uh, which one of the Psalms is it that where he really gets into questioning God severely? And uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one that is now, but uh, you'll read that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm not sure either. They all sometimes they all uh, um, are very similar. I mean, you go to Psalm 51, which is a classic psalm yeah. about mm-hmm. you know after David's committed his sin with Bathsheba, he goes and he recognizes what he's done. He recognizes his sin. He asks the Lord for forgiveness, and he kind of throws himself on the mercy of God. That's yeah. a classic psalm that uh, we've probably read at times. Um, I think Psalm, uh, uh, I have highlighted what Psalm 52 says. Of course, it's again, his whole thing with the righteous and the wicked. Mm-hmm. Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior, he's talking about. This, this, this fellow that David's talking about. Don't you ever realize God's justice continues forever? Mm-hmm. You plot destruction. Your tongue, your, your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at yes. telling lies. You love evil more than good and lies more than truth. You love to destroy others with your words. If I wouldn't know any better, mm-hmm. I think he's talking about a politician. Oh, yeah. It sounds like <laughs> it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you never yeah. know what you can find. But David says at the end, I'm like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. Yeah. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. Yeah, put my hope in his name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember that one, and I remember reading it too, Bill, as he was just constantly questioning back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I mean, so, I, I read that one. Gosh, I can't I can't find it right off, but, you know, it's almost like I, I kind of cringed because I thought, ooh, I can't believe he's talking to God like that, you know. <laughs> uh, now, at the very end of Psalm 56, uh, I think we're supposed to read 56 or 57? Yeah, 56. 56. Um, you probably have this highlighted as well, the very end, and I like this, and this, yes. this will be a good way to yeah. end the podcast, 56 verse 8. Uh, you know, he's talking about all of his his sorrows, and David says, "You keep track of all my sorrows." sorrows. He says, "You have collected all my tears, tears in your bottle, mm. and you have recorded each one in your book." So, um, here is God who is constantly aware of all the sorrow, all the grief, all the heartache, especially for David, all the pain. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that David has gone through, God is constantly aware of all of his sorrows, so much so that the picture here is, and I don't think it's a literal bottle with tears mm-hmm. in it, the, the picture is that God knows yeah. all the sorrows. Just like in Hebrews, it says our great, great high, high priest, priest knows exactly what we face. He knows all of our sorrows. He's been there. He's felt what it's like. He knows exactly how we feel. As I have recorded them in your book, it has the idea that God's not going to forget them. No. He remembers them. They're put down in a book. They're documented, so to speak. In Um, the Chronicles, right? Yeah, in the the Chronicles. (laughs) All of them are documented in the Chronicles. And so that's that's such a great reminder for us that, you know, sin has, has, has made this life hard and difficult. It's made life from the beginning hard and difficult. And uh, this generation is no more hard and difficult than the 
previous or, or, or the latter or the next generation. Mm. Um, but just to know that those who are in Christ, those are, who are believers in Christ, uh, God knows all of those all sorrows. He keeps track of them. Um, yeah. He knows how burdensome and how difficult it can be. But thankfully, uh, as David has says, we can put our praise into God. We can give God our trust, um, and and we are to focus on Him. If there's yeah. anything that mm-hmm. the Psalms tell us, it's that God has to be the priority because yeah. everything in this mm-hmm. life is going to bring you heartache. Everything is. Yeah. But God will not. God is the one that you go to. He is our refuge, our strength. We never even talked about that. Yeah. It's in there as well. It's in there. Yeah. Our, our rock, our refuge, and our fortress. So as you continue reading through the Psalms uh, this coming week, and as you go through, I think now it's like 58 down through just some, through some more, um, I encourage you to read it in a different translation. I encourage you to find the words that are repeated because that's significant, helping you to better understand. And don't forget to look at sometimes the inscription at mm-hmm. the beginning of the psalm. It'll kind of, kind of put it into context for you so you understand where it's coming from. So next week we'll finish and go through the middle part. It'll be week number three, two more weeks after that on the psalms. And then we have some special Christmas reading set aside uh, as we get into the Christmas season in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. of, of December. So that's all for this week. Again, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to share them at Bible reading yeah. at lmbc.org, and we'll be happy to answer them. And we'll see you guys next time.